So I was reading an article and it really got my attention on how do we read books. And you think about how do you read and how does the world and the body of believers read the Bible? Are you like a law clerk who just looks at the information that reflects you and gets just what you need out of it, that line and verse? Or maybe you read it like a mystery novel and you have to read all the way to the end to see who done it. <laughs> or maybe you read leisurely and just read kind of when you want to and it really doesn't affect how you are. Or maybe you read it like it's sci-fi and you're in that fantasy world and you can relate to it. There's all different ways how we read the Bible. A lot of them get us in trouble, don't they? Case in point, if you read the Bible and you read it as like for just the, the facts, right? This law, that law, then you miss the essence of it. And we're going to get back to that in a minute. But what happens when you read the Bible and take things out of context? And in all honesty, that's how a lot of people read the Bible. That's how a lot of pastors do their sermons, right? Let's turn to verse 27, verse 2, right? And now let's go to verse, you know, this book, verse 24, right? And that can get us in trouble. Case in point, for all my vegan and vegetarians out there, I want you to go to the book of Romans, chapter 14, if we can pull that up. <laughs> Romans, chapter 14, start in verse 1. I think we'll probably go through verse 3. They already know it. That's the funny thing. For you meat eaters out there, this is something that you'll want to remember. Now, accept the one who is, what? Weak in faith, but not for the purpose of what? Disputes about opinions. One person has faith to eat anything, but the what? Wheat, the wheat, the weak, the wheat. Let me say it again. The what? Weak. Say it again. A, a little louder. The weak only eat what? I'm done. I, I, I don't have to go any further, right? I've proven my point, right? Now, yes, I have. That people can take things out of context, right? And it makes vegetarians sound like they're weak. weak. And it's okay, I can say that because they're weak, so they can't beat me up or anything, right? <laughs> and that's the problem with taking a verse here and a verse there. If you go on to read, it has A, nothing to do with vegetarians at all, does it? The vegetarians will tell you that, right? So you've got to be very careful how you do that. We have to look at how God created the books. Because if you don't understand the full picture, when you're only looking at just the laws, you lose the focus. If you only try to see our Messiah based on the on the, the facts, you miss what he really is about.
You miss that he's God in the flesh. The same God who wrote this book. The God who brought the Israelites out of Egypt, out of slavery. Now, is the slavery that the, that the Israelites suffered different than the, the recent slavery, slavery we had? It actually is a lot different. See, the slavery at the time of the, not necessarily the Egyptians, but afterwards what God talks about, is that means when you were financially indebted to somebody. So you had a freedom to get out of it. You had a way to get out. You weren't bought into it. It was a situation. So a lot different than what happened in our recent history. Different type of slavery. But yet, how many people use that to try to justify how they treated people? Right? See, again, taking the word out of context. Not understanding the facts behind it. And that's what's important. Because the whole purpose of God's word can be summed up in love, right? That one word. If you, if we, and the, that love is our relation between us and our creator, though. And our creator's love for us, so it goes both ways. And so God wrote this book for us as a way for us to understand the full picture. Because when you look at it and you start reading it, and you stop taking things out of context, it makes a whole lot more sense, doesn't it? You can really understand what God's trying to do. Because our God's a loving God, isn't he? But he cares so much about us that he gives us laws that tell us how to deal with things, how to treat one another, how to, how to take care of problems. He gives us, his, he's so detailed, he gives us the difference between murder and unintentional uh, manslaughter, right? God was, when you start reading the Bible, you start realizing how he knew what we were going to do. He especially knew what Otis was going to do. And that's why a lot of it's written that way. When you make the so thing, man, you got pulled in. Right? You know, that's what it's all about. And when we understand his word, it gives us a much clearer understanding. That's why I encourage people, when you read the word, don't just, don't, if you're going to give me a verse, you, if you've been to my new members class, you already know what I'm going to do. We're going to go right to the start of that chapter. Sometimes we go before and sometimes we go on after. Because that's the way it was written. So many times God answers his own, our own questions. It's already answered in the book, isn't it? Because he knows what we're going to do. And so when we see and understand the word of God, it gives us a great picture. You know, the, the first, someone's calling me. And it's my daughter, which is really scary. Someone tell Judy to talk, call her. So where was I? About the book, right? That's what happens when you don't have, a, have notes. <laughs> so we, there you go. Security. <laughs> 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 
But when we start reading the word the way it's supposed to be, we're going to get a fuller understanding of what God's calling it to do. In the first part of this book, in the first part of Exodus, God gives us an he establishes something. He takes us from being in bonded to slavery and sin to having the freedom of coming to worship him. That is an amazing thing that takes place. And if you then go, you know, it's really interesting. That one, the first laws that he starts dealing with is on slavery, isn't it? He starts dealing with how we are to treat one another properly. And how, do you know a slave could want to stay as a slave? Does that make sense? It meant they, were, they weren't treated bad, were they? It's a different, we have to take this picture of what we have in modern history and change it for what it was back then. A little different. A lot different. But we still had to make sure they were treated right. And God gives everything an establishment. He makes sure that the widow, the orphans, and the poor, those that are disadvantaged, are taken care of, doesn't he? And that's important. He makes sure that those that might be less fortunate are watched over for those that are more fortunate. And then he gives us his word. How we should live our life. You know, so many people I hear from the church, oh, I can't do all that stuff. There's too many commandments. Well, which ones can't, I always ask, which one can't you do? What can't you do? Can you not eat ham? Is that like, you know, you're going to die if you don't, if you stop eating ham? Right? How many of you have seen people who started keeping kosher and they died because they didn't eat ham? Raise your hand. Anyone? And it's been in the Inquirer, right? Matter of fact, they usually get healthier, don't they? You know what's really amazing to watch is when, when people start getting into the, the Messianic movement and they... First, they have to, you know, the hardest thing, for, especially if you're coming from the church, is the Christmas cantata, giving that up. Come on now. Right? And eating ham. I have seen people that have fallen from, from our, 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 our seats because they just couldn't stop eating the ham. Something that... Heavenly hand just kept calling their name. That spiraled, honey-crusted, cheapest meat out there, right? They just couldn't give it up. And that's what led them away from God. You think I'm kidding. I'm not. It's scary. I'll, when I see people come from the church, I said, "Can you give up? Have you given up ham yet?" If they say yes, man. They're halfway in. If we can get them to get to that Sunday to Saturday switch, man, they're they're in for life. But it's amazing when they start keeping the keeping kosher. Then all of a sudden they start eating organic. Come on, raise your hands, right? It's, it takes it to the. Because what is it doing? It's you're eating health, and then God forbid, but it sometimes happens, they stop eating red meat. I don't know why. You're vegetarian, I'm helping you here. 
I'm trying to redeem myself, right? Some of them will even go to that step. Okay, we know what it says, but don't worry about that. But it gives us a, a way of understanding that God wants us to do what to our bodies? Keep it clean and healthy. I need some work on that, I know. I know what you're all thinking. <laughs> Rabbi could be a good vegetarian. <laughs> Lord, how I tried one of those impossible burgers. What was it called? It, it was... It, well, it's, it's impossible to eat. <laughs> That thing, that wasn't you guys, right? Okay, I've seen my vegans shaking their head no, so that's good. Right, that was scary. Haven't they already come out and said something about it? Right? But here's what happens. When we start reading God's word, we start understanding it more. And we start wanting to live it more. And that's really what it's about. It's about changing your mindset to understand what God has for us. That we can come into an understanding that the word is meant for us. And that God really wrote it with you in mind. How many times have you started reading the word? And you went, man, that ministers to me. Or, man, I never read it like that before. Right? I know I'm dyslexic, but we think differently. But that happens to me. Don't You regular folks, does it happen to you too? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? The word that pops out. Wow. Because God's ministering. God's word is not really like a, a, a mystery novel. We don't have to wait to the end to know the truth. But here's the other thing we have to realize. When we're sharing our faith, we don't have to, do we have to know what the world is about? Do we have to study what the world is doing? No. We need to study the Word, right? Why do we need to study the Word? Because it's the Word that sets them free. It's the truth, not the lies. You know, we have a lot of great rabbis that have written all through the years, right? We read people like Rashi and, and uh, Maimonides and others. But we have to take them with a grain of salt. Because A, they're only men, right? If it was done right, it had been written by a woman. Come on, I'm trying to get those ladies back. It ain't working, is it, right? <laughs> right? You know, the, it's man's interpretation... But you could write your own commentaries, can't you? You know, when I go and deal with anti-missionaries, I don't need to know what they're thinking or what their thoughts are. I just need to know the word, the true word. Because that's what's going to set them free. If you're going to try to go and witness to unsaved Jewish people or Orthodox Jews, and you start going after their stuff, man, they're going to rip you apart. Because they know their part better than you will ever know it. But when you take them the word of God, it's a whole different story. Now, do you hear what I just said? When you take them, because the, guess what? The Orthodox, 
don't really study the Word of God. They study what the rabbis say. They can quote Rashi to you, but they can't quote you the Word. I'll never forget one day my sister, who was very much in the Chabad movement, when I first became a believer, I read Isaiah 53 to her. You know what she said? Oh, I told her to read Isaiah 53. She said, oh, that's in the New Testament. I said, no, it's not. And she was, a, she was studying the scripture in college even. They don't know, you know, the, the ultra or the, they don't read the word of God. They read what Rashi says. Well, Rashi came hundreds of years after our Messiah. And guess what? He doesn't like our Messiah. So is Rashi going to be nice to Yeshua? No. So do we have to keep that in mind when we read those things? Do you know people want to, to get into uh, Kabbalah, right? Remember when Madonna got into it? She wore that little red string. I see kids wear it all. I mean, they were, you know what that was? That was the ward off evil spirits. Show me that one in the Bible. Right? They had their own, do you know Kabbalah has their own water? It's holy water. You had to buy it from them. It's prayed over by the rabbis. If you want to buy water prayed over by me, line up, 10 bucks a bottle. Ominous, dominus, mominous, right? We'll make it all set. You can have rabbi water. Right? It won't turn into wine. I get sorry. Other rabbis do that, not this one, right? But we got to be. You see what I'm saying? We got to be careful. You know, they tell the the rule of 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 thumb with Kabbalah is you have to be a male, forty years old, married, and unemployed. I think because that's all they do all day is read the word. They make their wives go work. You think I'm kidding? So they do. They make their wives go earn the living. So they could study the word. But they're not studying the word. And that's the problem. Because when you start getting the orthodox to study the word, guess what happens? They come to Messiah. Because the truth will set them free. The lies will keep them in bondage. So don't have them looking in the lies. Have them looking in the truth. It's absolutely amazing to see. When you start sharing your faith and you stick to the word of God, guess what? He's going to open up their hearts, isn't he? He's going to open up their minds. So stick to the word. Don't take it out of context. Don't make those vegetarians think they're weak they're not I promise you some are very strong they just can't show it yet right for you vegetarians out there it's, this was a joke I already talked I had two downstairs I already cleared it through them I said I couldn't pick on Alabama so I had to use them <laughs> but we got to be careful how we read anything in the Word. 
And if someone reads it to you that way, because they can do it on a lot of things, can't they? I can make the Bible say anything I want it to say if I take it one verse at a time. God gave us the whole story. He wants you to read it because what it reveals is his son. It reveals to, to us that he loves us so much. He loves you so much. He doesn't care what you he does care what you're going through right now in life, but he wants you to know he, you're, he's with you. You're not going through it alone. He is right there with you. And when things are at its toughest, he's carrying you. And don't ever forget that. Because he loves you that much. He wrote a book on it for you. It starts in the beginning. And it ends with his return. That's the God that we worship. And that's the God that created us. A God that will take us through the hard times in life. Who here had an easy road growing up in life? Raise your hand. Very few, right? How many of you had a rough life? Full of bumps and bruises and detours and U-turns and I won't even say, stays in places that you don't want to be at? Right? Experimenting, if you grew up in the 60s, experimenting with stuff that who knows what it was? Dealing with unlicensed pharmacists. Some of you might have been one. <laughs> I went, Rabbi, how do you know all this stuff? I watch movies. <laughs> but when we get back to the Word, that's what's so neat about it. doesn't matter what our life has been along the way. When we get on this path, the sailing's a lot smoother. There's still going to be bumps in the road, but it's a lot easier when you have your Messiah there with you. It's a heck of a lot easier that you can know that, Lord, you're going to get me through that. I don't know how it's, I'm going to do it, but you do. I'm getting some amens out there now, aren't I? And that's the truth. So I want to encourage you, when you read the book, Read the book cover to cover. What's in it is what God wants us to have. Don't worry about reading other books that talk about the book. Read the book. Because you know what? You're as smart as Rambam. How many of y'all know that? You're as wise as Muhammad, um, what's his name? Rashi and Maimonides, right? You can do this. Let God minister to you. Read his word. Because it will lead you to his Messiah. And that will lead to salvation. And worshiping and praising him the rest of our lives. 
And that's the best gift of all that God can give us. That promise. Follow me. I always love the rich man's parable. I'll have people come to me when someone leaves and they say, why haven't you gone after that person? You're the pastor, you're the rabbi, you're supposed to fight, go after that person, bring them back. It's not the case. They're not here to follow God. We're not the place for them. Remember the rich man parable. Rich man who kept all the laws came to Yeshua and said, what is it? What, what's the secret? He wanted the secret. You know, there's a secret handshake to get into heaven, right? Everyone knows that? It's in the Bible, right? You've read that, right? You haven't read that? Oh, it's in there. I can't remember the chapter and verse, but just search Google it or something, right? You know, that special secret handshake. And that's what this man wanted. And Yeshua responded to him very simple. He said, sell everything you have. Then give it to the poor and follow me. And what did he do? He turned and walked away. Because Yeshua knew who his true God was. See, his true God was who? Money. What happened if he had written the, had read the Bible like he said he had? Wouldn't he heard of a story of a guy named, oh, what's his name, Job? Man, what happened? Man, very rich man, right? <coughs> Everything was taken away from him. Did he ever lose faith in God? And how did God repay him? Gave him more than he could ever imagine. When you give everything up and turn away from the world and follow Yeshua, I guarantee you your life will be better than it ever was. Because that's the truth we have in him. When we follow his word and we obey his commandments, he says, see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessings that you won't know what to do. That's a God that shows his love. If that man had only known the word, he would have sold everything he had and followed him. But when he turned and walked away, did Yeshua go after him? Did he run to him and say, wait, 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 you forgot something, do it again. He let him walk. Because many are called, but not all. God has given us his word. We need to study it, know it, and love it. But you know what? It's not just studying the Word. It's following the Word. For those of you out there who can't give up bacon, yes, you can. We now have turkey bacon. God has given you a substitute. If 
you really can't do it, go beef bacon. I'm sure there's a vegan bacon, but it's not really. <laughs> I tried for you vegans out there. I'm going to get off of that. <laughs> but this word really shows us, just get into it. Because everything you need to know is answered right there in that book. And when you go through tough times, God is with you. And he's going to carry you through it. You might not understand it. You might say, man, if this, you know, if this is how bad it is with God, I can imagine, can you imagine how much worse it would be without God in it? But he's here to set you free. I want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes. I want to ask anyone out there that if you don't know Yeshua as your Messiah, if you're watching online right now, wherever you are around the world, and you're ready to get that relationship with him, all you need to do is say a simple prayer. And if you're here in the congregation, you can just raise your hand and we'll say that prayer with you. But read his word. Obey his commandments. Walk in his way. Follow him. And he will give you more than you can imagine. Abba, Father, we just come before you right now. Lord, I thank you for the blessings that you've given us. Lord, thank you for letting us to understand your word, not as a chapter and verse, but as a whole book from beginning to end. Lord, how you reveal your Messiah to us. And Lord, thank you for sending him. Lord, thank you for allowing us to follow him. We ask this in your son Yeshua's name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. Amen. Let's